Father, we thank you that you are our daddy God, wherever we are in this world. And right now, your presence is with us, with every one of your children, your beloved sons and daughters. And Holy Spirit, um, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power. That the faith of your uh, people will rest in you and your power. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we will be coming to the word, right? And today, God, our daddy God, again, has a wonderful uh, word for us. You know, his word is life. If you receive that word, can you imagine for the next hour, you're of course, we have already been receiving uh, to worship and all that in the testimonies, but this is just like, you know, you're eating a great uh, food for your spirit man that is going to build you up, right? And not only that build you up, going to receive all the wonderful things that God for, has for us, especially all the time. You know, sometimes after finish uh, a preaching, and I know, God, you have given me so much, you've given the people so much. And then I think, is there more? <laughs> what is, oh, what next week, how? Uh? But the Lord has an abundance, you know, of blessings. Our mind cannot even, uh, you know, for a second, right? understand or receive everything that God has for us. You know, he keep pouring and pouring. Heaven has no limit, you know, and God has really a lot of wonderful things, all right, for us. In the world today, it may be dark, yeah, but that is where God is light and uh, the people filled with him, all right, are going to shine brightly, all right, because it's not just um, we have a, uh, uh, we are happy uh, inside, all right, our spirit, but God is the manifested glory and blessing of God, all right, is something that God delights to give his children, all right, you and me. Okay, so today, um, the Lord, Holy Spirit gave me this, all right, just looking at this picture, all right, it's about God's vineyard vines. You love the grapes there? <laughs> you feel already, you know, you feel like plucking and eating the grapes, right? I, I believe most people do like grapes. Grapes, uh, we're going to talk, uh, uh, share more about God's vineyard vines. Actually, when this, this name came to me, I had no idea what it's all about. All right. So, um, anyone have you heard of vineyard vines? No one? in America. Okay, so what happened was I just went into Google after the Lord gave me the name and I saw this word uh, vineyard vines. Okay. And it was already, it was a name, a brand name of uh, uh, a, a clothing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Brand, all right, in America. And uh, very interesting how these two brothers, right, uh, started this clothing brand and became very, it became a billion dollar uh, business, right? And it all started, uh, the story, you can read it later. I have never heard it before. And the story, you can, of course, read it if you are interested of two brothers who started this. 
business, okay, that God bless them. I'm not sure if they are Christians, but anyway, I think so because they started it uh, from their somebody's uh, probably their relatives' vineyard called Martha's Vineyard in a certain part of uh, USA. So anyway, when uh, when I saw that, I said, "Wow!" <laughs> Didn't know that this is something that God, what God has for us today. All right, His family in Beauty for Ashes and every one of you, all right. It's really amazing, okay? God has so much, right? And we saw in the communion just now, right? He not only, Jesus not only redeemed us from uh, the curse of sin, all right? And uh, gave, made us a righteousness of God. But in that uh, righteousness, right? He healed us of whatever uh, sickness from the body. And he also blessed his children, okay? Um, in, in wealth, in every area, and dimension of your life, as you saw just now, the verse that uh, Chenglan brought out. Okay, so what is this God's vineyard? All right, vines about. Isaiah 62, uh, 61, which is the whole uh, message of uh, Beauty for Ashes, or the whole heart of uh, Beauty for Ashes ministry. He has sent me to tell those, okay, uh, verse 2, all who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come. You know, favor is something very, very precious, right? We need favor in our life, favor with uh, people, favor with God. And with many people go into religion, all right, because they want God's favor, right? Thinking that, well, if they worship God, if they have a God, right, if they are religious, then uh, favor, blessings will come. To them, favor is grace, favor is blessings, it's happiness, favor, you know, you, when you think, are you uh, your favorite child, right? You can understand the word favor in very simple terms. Okay, the one who is the favorite gets everything, <laughs> all the goodies first, right? Okay, so the Lord's favor, one of the ministry of Jesus, right, is to proclaim and announce that the Lord's, the time of the Lord's favor has come okay exciting okay and provide for those who grieve in zion all right as i have explained earlier right his children all right god's children zion always speak about represent the church and there are god's children all right who are sons and daughters of god beloved royalties but they are still grieving all right still feeling pain and hurt or suffering, all right, in the church, in the body, okay? And Jesus came, all right, after what he did on the cross to tell us, all right, that those who are grieving, all right, and especially his beloved children don't need to grieve anymore, okay? Because he has given us a crown of beauty instead of ashes, ashes represent things that are dead, especially our past, okay? Our past is dead and gone, but they are alive in many people's mind. That's why uh, I teach on a Sunday about spirit, soul, and body. The biggest problem in every person's life is their past, their regrets, you know, their condemnation, their guilt. All where do you come from? 
the guilt, condemnation come from the past, right? <laughs> if you haven't done anything wrong uh, yesterday or day before or years ago, then there is no guilt. Have you seen a newborn baby? <laughs> uh, Cheng Lan, uh, now baby grow already. <laughs> at, at one time, you know, it was just newborn, right? Have you seen a newborn baby with guilt? <laughs> the, the baby can tell the mother, I feel very guilty. <laughs> I feel very condemned. <laughs> I feel very ashamed. Can a newborn baby feel that? No, right? Because it doesn't have a past yet. Okay, but as it grows, all right, the baby grows, then a lot of things begin to happen. The child makes mistakes, all right, sins, and then begin to have what we call a past, all right. And some have, uh, everyone born on this earth, all right, has a past that sometimes torture us, all right, haunt us, torment us, okay, because we have done something wrong. Okay, that is where Jesus said, you know, that the, the, the forgiveness of sin has been removed completely from our lives. With sin comes guilt, shame, condemnation, inferiority, right? <clears throat> and all been removed. But why is it still many people are still, especially the children of God, are still going through life, feeling fear, fear of not being good enough, right? Fear of the future, fear of a lot of things. All right, and guilt, because it's already past. It's in the soul area, right? It's in the mind. It's in the in the memories, in our memories. And each time we recall the past, all right, the corresponding uh, what we have is the emotions of fear, of shame, of guilt, of despair, of uh, sadness. All right, and then we grieve instead of rejoicing okay but thank god all right that jesus came to set us free from our past okay that whoever is in christ is a new creation all things have passed away all things have become new now this can now be a reality manifested in our physical life all right as well when we understand that we are spirit soul and body all right, our spirit has been born again. All right, only our mind, all right, which holds the past, okay, need to be renewed. And this is what is happening right now. As you come under the, uh, the spoken word, all right, the, the living word, right, your mind is being renewed and your spirit man is being fed with the word of God. As you have, I like you eat, uh, take uh, vitamins and take good food for your health. All right, his word. Is health to our bones, okay, and life, right, to every part of our being, okay. So the ashes, the past that is dead, all right, that haunt us, okay, has Jesus has made it beautiful, okay, and it's going uh, as like a crown of beauty. Then the oil of joy, right, given us that joy. <laughs> so I believe that today we all can. Uh, rejoice and have unspeakable joy from our spirit, not as a mask, <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes the, the, in, during this uh, lockdown, we all have to put masks, and the masks cover the most beautiful part of a human being, which is their smile. <laughs> but we can also smile through our 
eyes. God created every part of this physical body to reflect his glory. So even though people cannot see our smile because of the mask outside there, but thank God, you see, people who have to go to physical service, they have to wear masks, right? <laughs> but because of Zoom, we don't have to wear the mask. <laughs> we can remove the mask, all right? And uh, smile as much as you like, all right, with the joy and the glory of God and see each other's the glory of Jesus in every one of us here, all right? And it's so wonderful. Even their eyes can smile, okay? Every part of our body was created to worship God, was created to reflect Jesus Christ. You know, when you look at someone, you can see the eyes, you can see love inside the eyes, or you can see bitterness and hatred. But today, we thank God that all of us have been born again. Right, and what comes forth from every outlet of our physical body is <laughs> just the love of Jesus, the grace. You know, even before we speak a word, all right, your your whole countenance already bring forth how wonderful, all right, our Savior is. Okay, so He's given us the oil of joy for mourning. It's very precious. Today, this is something the world doesn't have. They cannot laugh. They cannot smile. Can you? <laughs> we can. Praise the Lord for that. You know, that is the difference, right, between a child of God and one who does not know God. And that's why may the Lord put that heart and compassion of Jesus into all of your hearts, all right, to give this world what Jesus gave them, a hope, a joy, a peace, right, that this world cannot give. It's in every one of us, all right, who we'll give that to others, right? A garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, yeah? And uh, Evelyn led us in worship just now. What is that? That is the garment of praise. Each time, it, you know, because uh, our, some minds, uh, our minds are not fully renewed yet, so we give... Uh, give way to our emotions, which are based on the five senses, all right, that which we see and hear, the news and all that, the bad news. So what happened, all right, the, the, is the part in the emotions. Do not want to praise God. The emotions are dwelling, uh, the thoughts are dwelling on the bad news and the bad circumstances, all right? And that causes, you know, uh, despair, that causes sadness. But that is where, right, God has given us a powerful tool, a powerful way to overcome this by praising him, by giving thanks. We have a will, all right, that we can choose. And all you need to do is choose. And you chose that, Lord, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. And the moment you do that, heaven's glory comes down. And that uh, sadness is gone, Okay because the glory of God fills you. It's impossible to be filled with the presence of God and still feel sad. Cannot, right? In the presence of God is fullness of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. When you have the fullness of joy, the pleasures, you begin to enjoy. And what? God created us, spirit, soul, and body, every part to enjoy something in this life. So our spirit, man, enjoys the fellowship with God, fellowship with uh, believers, all right? 
it is it's something that is indescribable. You have to experience it yourself, okay? When you are born again, it's just the new baby enjoys the, the warmth of the parents, the mother, all right, embracing the child. So in the spirit, when our spirit man uh, is born again, we enjoy that presence with our father, okay? So these are some of the things that Jesus has done for us in the ministry, okay? Uh, remember, that is uh, the brokenness, yeah? The heartbroken, whatever, Jesus has mended. Yes, all of us were at one time heartbroken, but Jesus has made your heart whole, <laughs> okay? And only the whole heart, the complete heart that has been made whole by Jesus can now reach out to another broken heart. Okay, so we were broken before so that we understand what's brokenness, all right? And then we need to be made whole. And many of you, all right, have been made whole. I uh, don't believe that, um, you know, after you're made whole, then you have to be broken again and then made whole again and then broken again and made whole again, all right? You're already made whole in Christ. Okay, what you experience sometimes are just the emotions, okay, of uh, challenges in life. All right, but today, because of Jesus, every one of you have a complete whole heart of Jesus because of him, not because of us. And then we have been called the oaks of righteousness. Okay, Jesus made us trees today, all right? Strong trees, oaks. Okay, so now, all right, but in along our journey and our walk with him, of course, all right, we continually come under uh, uh, Jesus, love, grace, healing, whatever is needed. Okay, so these oaks of righteousness who are you and me, all right, in the Lord, are going to do something, all right? They're going to rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. So places in our lives, all right, whether it be in our job or uh, in our areas of health, in our body that has been barren, all right, that has been sick or that has been, you know, uh, affected, okay, God, this, you, you're going to rebuild, okay, God's body, all right, the church is going to be rebuilt in very glorious before Jesus comes, all right, it's in Ephesians, right, before the Lord comes, it's not coming to, to a broken church, <laughs> a body that is crying here and there, you know, pain and all that, it's coming back for a glorious church, people who are sick, all right, especially in his uh, body, all right, are going to know the grace of God, going to know, uh, you know, that they're going to experience healing, divine health, beyond healing is divine health, all right, which is from above. He's coming back to a church without spot or wrinkle, right, meaning that we will understand that all our sins have been removed, that we are the righteousness of God, all right, spot or wrinkle, not only in the spirit, but maybe on the face as well, <laughs> and the body, okay? That is the renewal of you, right? So every aspect of beauty, all right, will be uh, put back into the body of Christ, okay? Before he comes, he's coming, Jesus is coming for a glorious church, his bride. Have you ever seen a bride that has a lot of flaws? <laughs> Even you may have in the natural, but on the wedding day, right? You, you'll use whatever cream or whatever. Every bride looks beautiful on the wedding day. You, you, that's why you see a bride 
coming up, right? And uh, let's say the girl has never bothered to, you know, take care of her looks or anything, right? And the, the boyfriend also never seen her with makeup, never mind. He loves her deeply <laughs> for her natural beauty. But on the wedding day, you see like, hey, is this the same person? Why? All right, all the makeup and the clothes, everything make the girl look super beautiful. And this is what Jesus is doing for his church. Okay, whatever ashes, whatever brokenness, whatever has been in our past, all right, sickness, pain, disease, lack, is going to put back together a beautiful bride, all right, to meet him because he's our bridegroom on that glorious day. If he's the one who's doing it, all we need to do is just sit there. <laughs> okay, let the makeup artist do for you, right? So the Holy Spirit is our makeup artist. Okay, all right, he begin to. Uh, repair, <laughs> all right, the different parts of our body, okay, the Holy Spirit, as we feed on, and on his word, as we declare. All we need to do for a bride to be beautiful is what? To love the bridegroom, right? And we love him because he first loved us. So it's to know how much he loved us and he demonstrates his love. You know, the Bible says that God demonstrated his love. All right, it's not, I love you, I love you. If you, have, if you have a boyfriend who always say, I love you, but never give you anything, <laughs> no demonstration, you just kick the color off, okay? All right, so, or vice versa, right? There must be a demonstration, right? And God demonstrated his love for us at the, on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago when Jesus was nailed to the cross. And then the Bible says that if God did not spare his own son, very precious, right? For those of you who have one son, <laughs> you cannot imagine, right? But how, would he not freely with him also give us all things, right? All things that are good for you? Yes. God wants to give us all things. God does not delight in your children, in his children worried about anything. Okay, it's just we need to hear him more, right? And know who he is because we have not known him for many, many years of our lives. So, all right, when uh, you are going to be used by God, all right, to rebuild ru ruins, all right, those parts in our lives that have been broken or, you know, ruined, <laughs> ruined by disaster, okay, ruined by all our anxiousness and our worries, all right, and restore. They will renew the cities that have been devastated for generations. So don't care whether, you know, in the past or how many, or, or future or present or ever, God is going to do something very, very powerful because he is really coming, okay, for his pride. Strangers will shepherd your flocks. Foreigners will work your fields and vineyards. Uh -huh. So this is part of Beauty for uh, the, the, the ministry of Beauty for Ashes and also which is the ministry of Jesus Christ, okay, why he came. There are vineyards, there are fields. That means besides uh, God dealing with our internal, okay, the inner man, healing our, uh, first he has to start here, right? Because everything starts from your spirit man. Okay, so once that spirit man has been born again, we feed the word. But there is also the soul and there is also the physical body. So remember when God first created Adam and Eve, he didn't say, oh, you are going to be spirit, so you, uh, you, know, you don't need food. You don't need to enjoy the pleasures. 
Now God created the physical part, okay, the body to enjoy this earth. What he has already planted, all the minerals, the gold, everything already made ready. It's just like a couple who is getting, uh, going to have, uh, after marriage, going to have a baby, right? Before the baby comes out, they go and shopping, <laughs> okay? Now it's all online shopping, right? So they will order, okay, the, the, the beautiful clothes for the baby, uh, make sure they buy a house or a home, all right? Do everything up nicely, okay? Prepare for the coming of the baby. So God already prepared for us, okay? There's nothing wrong, okay, to uh, enjoy this world as long as this world is not your God, okay? That God is still your God. Then he's going to bless us, all right, his children, right, in the vineyards. Vineyards is like, you know, the businesses or the work of your hands, the fields, right? So vineyard, what is that? The vineyard is a word karem, all right? It's a garden or vineyard. Remember, God put Adam and Eve not in a construction site. <laughs> he put him and both of them in a garden. Okay, garden talks about fruitfulness, beauty, right? And uh, all kinds of uh, goodies, right? Uh, Farmer uh, Robert Lowe and Joan like right would love and loves garden, loves garden, loves uh, vegetables growing, all that. It speaks and then that is value when your vegetables grow, all right, your fruits grow, you can sell them, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, do a lot of things. So this is where the fruitfulness that the God put us in vineyards. Okay, every one of his children born into this world, all right after your spirit man born again, after you receive Jesus, okay, has already started with a vineyard. Okay, so this is a garden of vines uh, or vineyard. It's an increase and it's, it's, a, it's a vineyard, it's a wine or a vineyard that is going to increase, not become barren, become worse, all right? So it's the word bakakaram, all right, it's a place in Israel. The name of a place in Israel is called a house of vineyard. Okay, a house can be a family of descendants. You see, God wants to bless our natural family. Okay, we are that the, the, the God has a house, all right, for every one of us, a family, a court, or a palace. Ah, you all remember royal sons and daughters of a king, the king of kings, the lord of lords, and we live in palace, okay? So the vineyard is our palace. The vineyard of the Lord in the Bible, okay, Isaiah 5, where it is uh, defined, is always refers to the nation of Israel. And the people of Judah are the vines that he delighted in. So vineyard, it's a whole nation. That's why in all our hearts, when you go born again, right, a nation is inside your heart, right? Fruitfulness is automatically there. Bigness and greatness, you know, in the world, they, they copy. <laughs> they copy from the Bible. And then they say, oh, God has, uh, you know, uh, they take out the word God and then they put seed of greatness and all that. Where does it come from? It comes from our Bible, okay? comes from our God, that when we were born, all right, 
that seed of God is a seed that uh, you know causes to give uh, to be born again to believe God the word of the about Jesus it's a it's a seed of greatness okay it's a seed of nations the more that's why God uh you know when blessed Abraham he said what I will make you a father of a few few countries <laughs> of many nations all right inside the womb of uh, Sarah was going to give birth to nation, all right? Many, many people, all right? So this is what God has, right, today in the body of Christ. The Gentiles who are now, who have received the Lord, are now called new creation, okay? The, 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 the church, the church is not the building, right? I hope today we all know that. It is you and me, all right? Today, we, as we gather from different parts of the world, right, we are, his body, we are the church of Jesus Christ. So the nation is in us. Okay, there's no smallness in the mind of God, especially in the seed. Right? People say you can see uh, you know, the, the apple in the seed in the apple, right? But can you see the apples in the seed? So inside every one of us, God put his seed, which is a seed of many nations always of blessings, okay? And the people of Judah, okay, today we are children of Abraham by faith, right? So we can partake of all the blessings that Abraham has received, right, from God as the Jews, for the Jewish people. The people of Judah, that tribe, Judah is a tribe of Jesus. And we are all from this tribe <laughs> because we were born because of Jesus, born again because of Jesus. So we are from this wonderful tribe, the lion, okay, which is what? Speak of boldness, righteousness, right? Jesus as the righteousness. So we were made righteous by faith. If we want to, uh, you know, choose a tribe in heaven, all right, or the 12 tribes, it's the tribe of Judah, <laughs> okay? Jesus, okay, of course there are blessings in every other tribe, okay, but we belong to Judah, Jesus, okay, and the people are the vines, all right, so we are the vines, okay, we have this vineyard, which is the, uh, the, the house of God, <clears throat> the place for wealth, the place for uh, fruitfulness, the nation of Israel is the vineyard of the Lord of heaven's armies, the people of Judah are his garden okay so the vineyard is the garden okay in the old testament it signifies the chosen people all right god's chosen israel as they were constantly referred to as the vine israel as the vine that god brought out of egypt and planted with his right hand the hand of authority and blessing in the promised land okay so today are you in the promised land? <laughs> or you're still outside <laughs> trying to get in? <laughs> okay, we are already planted in the house of God. Okay, so we are not the physical promised land. Yes, in the spirit, we have the rest, but also the Lord's going to bless us. Remember, He created us, spirit, soul, and body for every dimension. Uh, just now you saw that first, right? When we honor God, we will receive blessings in every dimension and area of our life, which includes the physical as well as the spiritual. So, that's why remember just now you read in Isaiah that we are oaks, we are trees planted 
planted, all right, in the house of God. So we are already planted. And the house of God is where? The promised land, okay? <laughs> so we are planted in the vineyard, all right, of God. It's the, a, a land of promise, a land of beautiful, okay, fruits, garden. So a little bit, just one part about the Old Testament, all right, in uh, Exodus, okay, when God brought uh, Moses, all right, and Joshua and Caleb to and the children of Israel to the promised land, okay, where they came to the valley of Eskol, they cut down a branch. So they were, there were spies who went into the land first, okay, and to scout out the land. And they saw, and they bring back, all right, Canaan at that time, uh, was a land with many giants, okay, but a land filled with uh, abundance, okay? Just now we heard the word abundance. Okay, they cut down a branch, all right? In this land, a branch with a single cluster of grapes. The first thing that they brought back or they reported when they came back to Moses was uh, about this cluster of grapes, <laughs> okay? Which just a branch, all right? They had so large, that they need two people to carry on a pole between them. So that the, I can't find better picture. I think it's much more than that. So the second, the first picture, the second picture should be more accurate. Okay, that it is really that huge. So I believe in our lifetime, most of us have not seen this kind of uh, one cluster. So normally our one cluster, we just go to the supermarket. <laughs> and it's already very, you know, uh, you can hold with the hand and it's already very pricey. See, grapes is something very valuable. It's a fruit that is very, very valuable, pricey. And then why? Because it can produce wine. Okay. And wine has, is very costly and pricey. Okay. So let's see what God has in store for us the first thing in the promised land when you uh, got born again and as a son and daughter okay this belongs to you the vine you are the vine all right the, the the grapes all right the fruit of the vineyard belongs to us grapes okay some picture of grapes <laughs> this is delicious okay uh, grapes means uh, inner in hebrew and it is to bear fruit. See why the first uh, report from the promised land is grapes. Grapes is something that means you will continue to bear. All right. Uh, the word itself already says to bear fruits. And in the end, wine is there. Okay. And of course, it points at, spiritually to the blood of Jesus. That's why we take the cup of wine, right? You symbolize the blood of Jesus because it is from this blood, <laughs> from this wine <laughs> that all the blessings come to us, right? It is from his blood, Jesus' blood that was shed, right? That the devil flee, that defeated the devil, that defeated sickness, disease, and also lack and poverty from the lives of his children, his people. It is from this grape that was pressed. Right, Jesus went through all that so that we can now drink of this wine, new wine, all right, from the uh, communion just now. 
what are we partaking of? Okay. This blessing, this huge, amazing blessing that has now been released and poured out through Jesus for us. Okay, that's why it's grapes by itself, it start to bear fruit. John 15, 5, right, is where Jesus said, I am the sprouting vine and you are the branches. Okay, so a vine is something that coils about for support. So normally the, the, the uh, grape tree or the grape, uh, this one, it doesn't stand on his own, but Jesus is the main uh, vine, all right? And then we have the branches out. So sprouting is the natural process by which seeds or pores germinate and put out shoots. Remember just now the word, to bear fruit. It's a continuously growing. A vine is one of the fastest growing. You can see if one day you start it, it will twine around. Okay, But it has to twine around something for support. And that's where Jesus comes in. All right, By your own self, by our own effort and our own ability, All right, we, we will not be able to grow or prosper. But when we are twined and twined around the main trunk, the main tree of Jesus, Jesus, I am the vine, right? You are the branches, okay? So he is the sprouting vine and we will, there will be new uh, leaves, new branches, and then of course, fruits that will come up from the branches. So we already are connected in the spirit to Christ. So this is, then we will bear fruits, whether it's fruits of the spirit, okay, which is the part about our character, and then the natural fruits of uh, his blessings of the promised land, of the blessings of Abraham. Okay, As you live in union with me, this is Jesus talking, as your source. So how do we you know, come to produce all, right, all these uh, fruits or bear fruit? where we live union with the source. It's not about we trying to bear fruit, right? Because the grape itself means already bear fruit. The vine itself is a, is a symbol of fruitfulness, okay? Fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. It, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Okay, so it's very simple, right? We are already the branch. We don't have to try to be a branch. Okay, that was one uh, revelation that Pastor Joseph Green spoke many, many years ago. Yeah, so many Christians still trying to be, to bear fruit. Okay, that's where you must, uh, we must understand we are abiding, we are connected. It's, it's, and, uh, that's where all the, the, the vitamins or whatever that is needed, all right, flows. If we look to him as the source, now I will put it into more practical example, all right, help us to see, how, is, this, is this something, you know, more, we just, oh, okay, okay, you know, you are the source. But in reality, how do we relate to Christ or God as source? Okay, remember we are spirit, soul, and body. So there's a lot of things that happening in the mind, okay, which is contrary to what uh, God has created us in the spirit. 
So that we always go through life, a lot of believers, including myself and all that, we have gone through life, not realizing, you know, we are just doing the normal thing without our uh, without uh, being led by the spirit or by our spirits. Okay, because the true vine, all right, and direction comes from and leading comes from the Holy Spirit in us. Okay, the God does not lead us through our mind, carnal mind anymore, or, or never. It was never done that before. So because God is a spirit, all right? And that's where he, uh, Adam was created, uh, spirit, so that we can connect with God but you, but through our spirit. So we know well, at one time, because of sin, Adam and Eve, and every, whole of creation, all right, as a result, were separated. So now we will never be separated, right? After you have received Jesus, even in Romans chapter eight, right, it says about uh, nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Is God? God is love. So the love of God actually means God, all right? Uh, God Himself, no, never, ever. <laughs> so that's why you know when you are born again, you cannot lose your salvation. That is never. It can never be separated, but it's a matter of the heart. So in order not to lose this beautiful truth, okay, of who are we joined to, all right? Even in Isaiah, the word, wait upon the Lord, and uh, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not faint. They shall run and not be weary. Okay, this word, wait upon the Lord, is the word entwined, you know? It's about being entwined, okay? So it's symbol of, you know, Jesus as the vine and we being entwined with him, okay? Leaning upon him. This is how the vine, okay? The, the vine uh, grows and produces fruit. Remain in him and you will bear fruit because without him, we cannot do anything. He cares for the branches connected to me. So you're connected to him. Don't try to get connected. You are already connected. <laughs> okay? So that's, that's where the, the, the truth of grace is. It's not by works. It's not trying to do good. Trying to, uh, you know, uh, be a, a better Christian or a better person that you can get God's favor or you can produce fruits. It is just make sure you are, your, your branch, all right, has been co properly connected to the, the main to, to the vine. And the Bible tells us that we have been engrafted to the, uh, the, the vine, which is the, the juice, all right, by faith. That's why it says, you know, don't be uh, uh, big-headed, all right? It is really the grace of God that put the Gentiles, all right, who believe in Jesus to be connected to this powerful, uh, uh, the Jews' blessing, okay? If, if because we will not, we will be without hope, we will be without covenant, we will, not, we will got nothing on. But it is just the grace. Grace is what always have to repeat, right? <laughs> Getting the good that you don't deserve. We don't deserve. We were in sin and we were not a people of God in the beginning. But we get the good of all the blessings of Abraham, of all the blessings of the Jews. Okay, because they were uh, God's people. We got it because we were grafted in. All right? But graft. 
All right. So we were not from that tree, but we were grafted in. Praise the Lord for that. And because of that, we can now also have the fruits and enjoy those blessings so that forever and ever, we all will just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. <laughs> you are so good. Okay. The he cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. It's in God's heart and it's God's mind for us, his people, his branches to yield harvest and greater harvest. You know, I, 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 you know if you can, uh, God give you a glimpse of his mind, of his plan, of, of his purpose, right? It's always about harvest. Whether it's a harvest of souls, which included you and me, thank God for, you know, his uh, big mind, big heart, right? Or a harvest in the natural, right? He already created this principle of seed time and harvest in Genesis chapter 1 when he created uh, this earth, okay? The, the heart of God is harvest. You see that in the story of Ruth, it's provision, right? It's the wanting us to be happy and delighted. That's why he put us on this earth and put Adam there to enjoy the earth being, whilst being entwined in the spirit with him, okay? With the God, with God. Okay, so see, the greater harvest is in God's mind. It, there is no... Uh, uh, God does not have his in his heart, all right, to save you and then make you poor, make you lack so that you can learn a lesson, <laughs> okay, of what is poverty, okay, um, Pira, okay, yes, your country may be poor, okay, but you are not poor, okay, you are God's child, all right, and God will, once your mind, all right, is expanded to understand what God has, all right, for you, all right, supernatural blessings coming, okay, but how does it come, all right, with, with, uh, it's learning his word, learning the ways of God, okay, because there is a, a curse in the world to sin, and how we do not partake of that curse anymore, okay, we will go along, God has his way, so if you live in life union with me, and if my what? <laughs> my, my words, words, all these years in my life, okay, whatever I've gone through is his word, his word, his word, even in worship, okay, in songs, yeah, words are very important, and it's today, it's not about just um, the emotion of songs, look at the lyrics, if the words coming forth. It's going to build you or it will just give you, you know, you know those days we have uh, emotional songs. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You already down already, you just listen to someone. It can be even Christian songs, okay? And uh, Christian authors and all about Jesus, but it bring you feeling more and more depressed. <laughs> okay. uh, it's not from God, okay? Because that is just a deception, all right? But in every area, so the, the, the worship leader, if they appreciate you, okay? Uh, as for now, um, what's her name? <laughs> okay, Evelyn, okay? God will put inside you, all right? Songs of life, 
of words of Jesus that minister all right, to the saints of grace. And in that song, we, we sing life to God in worship, in thankfulness, as well as ministering to ourselves as we sing of the goodness of God. So words are the most powerful thing, right? Remember, the, word, the Bible says what? Death and life is in the tongue. And whoever loves, whichever word you love, you will eat the fruit of it. If you love the words of death, you eat the fruit of death. <laughs> if you keep saying, I'm so poor, you know, tomorrow got no more money, the, the COVID-19 is killing me. If you keep speaking that, you will eat the fruit of it. But if we begin to fill ourselves, right, as God's son and daughters with the living word of God, with what God says, that he is blessing us, that we are blessed people, right, you will begin to speak life, God's word of life, and change the situation outside there, okay? So if my words live, okay, it's like you plant those seeds, all right, uh, in the real garden, right? You have, you bought the seeds and you plant them in the soil. Make sure it lives, filled with water and sunshine, then it will grow. So if God's word, Jesus' words of the new covenant, okay, uh, of the new creation live powerfully within you. You will, what happen? Ask whatever you desire and it will be not done. <laughs> it will be done. All right. This is what who say the vine. Jesus himself say, let your, if your word, if my word is living powerfully in you, in your life. Okay. And you are speaking it out. Then you can speak out. Okay, you ask whatever you desire in the will of God, of course. Huh? But God, because of the new nature, there's no child that will ask for uh, evil things. Definitely, the person is born again. It's impossible. That's why in First uh, John 3, 9 or 10, say it's impossible for a child of God to sin. That means if he cannot deliberately, purposefully, willfully sin. He may do something wrong, okay, because of unrenewed mind, but he cannot continually, continually, willfully, deliberately sin anymore because of the new nature that is in him now that he's born again. This is very, very powerful. Otherwise, he will preach the wrong uh, uh, message or gospel to others, okay, where we tell them, you must now try not to sin, <laughs> okay, will your mind. No, when you understand that new, the seed inside you is pure, is from heaven, has no more sin. Okay, it is the nature of God. You just cannot do it. Same as a child born without God, right? Automatically tell lies. Okay, uh, you don't even have to teach them, right? Same when you are born again, right? We don't need to teach you. Actually, right, it's the nature inside you. All right, that is that seed, the divine seed will automatically not want to lie, not want to sin, not want to kill, not want to do the things that are wrong. That's why the new covenant, God puts his heart desires inside us. It is he, he is the one who gives you the, the will both to do of his good pleasure in Philippians chapter 2, verse uh, 13. Okay, everything is supplied for us to live this wonderful new life vine life, all right, that blessed life that he has given us, 
okay, that if you, if you know, you come to get, the problem is that for many years, okay, we live in this world, we have not been born again or we're born again, but we have not been renewed. So our mind took over, right? And without the understanding of the new nature, we have been making decisions, we've been thinking the thoughts that are not of God. That's why sometimes our uh, lives suffer. Other than that, once we come to know who you are, in Christ, your real identity, right? And what God has already supplied. <laughs> he already, God is a God of supply. Don't look for the supplier outside. <laughs> of course, in your, in your job, you may have to. But God is the supplier of every need that we ever need in our lives to live the life that God meant for us, okay? So we look to our supplier. He's the supplier of health. Okay, supplier of uh, uh, blessing, wealth, all right, of uh, righteousness, okay, everything that we need. All you need to do is make understand, all right, know who you are joined to, okay, who is your source, all right, and when we know who our source is, we will do things differently, we'll think differently, and that's when we begin to see the harvest, okay. This will help you. Uh, Understand, okay, this, this little story, I will go through very fast, but it helped us to understand some, something about uh, the vineyard, all right, God's vineyard. This will help you understand, Jesus was saying, the way heaven's kingdom operates. Okay, we have, we know the way how this world operates today. <laughs> okay, we need to know how God's kingdom operates and be totally set free to enjoy the harvest. There was once a wealthy landowner Remember, this is uh, who went out at daybreak to hire all the laborers he could find to work in whose vineyard? His vineyard. So God, again, talks about his vineyard. And we are all uh, going to work in this vineyard. Okay? Because you work under the wrong uh, master, <laughs> then, you know, suffering there. Lah, all right. So you have Jesus and God as our the, the, the wine dresser. So, there will be after a, so there was this, this, this first thing we must have and uh, we are trying to or rather you know the word of God is see God as wealthy <laughs> he's a wealthy landowner okay many believers still see God as poor why because we don't trust him right <laughs> yeah I'll tell you why we don't trust him how we Show him that we don't trust him, right? In our tithes and offerings, is a very clear indication we don't trust him. <laughs> okay, why? Because we can't even see that God is a wealthy landowner, right? Because remember, spirit, soul, and body, right? So we always see, used to see with our five senses. So we must see, ah, okay, the person has got uh, in his bank account billions, then he's considered uh, wealthy or millions. But we cannot see the millions and the billions of our Heavenly Father, right? That's why we need to renew our mind with the scripture, right? Just now, what did Jesus say? If my words live powerfully in you, there are some scriptures you cannot not know. <laughs> you cannot afford not to know. Which some of the scriptures is like, what? God owns the, the cattle, the hills and everything on this world. And then we don't even know this scripture. So our father, we don't have a proper idea of our heavenly father, who he is, right? Some more takes some time because we are so into the natural realm. 
Okay. So after we receive the Lord, we still need to uh, see spiritually who Daddy God is by true what through His Word, through His Word. So there are many words in the Bible that tell us who He is, what He has. Is He rich or is He poor? Okay, then it's through his word we get to know our heavenly father and the kingdom of heaven. That's why Jesus spoke in parables during that time. Because the people cannot understand, right? They're not born again, their spiritual eyes not open. So he has to speak in stories to help them understand. All right, eventually, all right, when they get when Jesus died on the cross, they get born again, right? Their spiritual eyes will be open, all right, to see who their heavenly father is. And who they are in him. It's all about identity. There was once a wealthy landowner who went out at daybreak and hired the laborers to work in his vineyard. After agreeing to pay them the standard days which he put them to work. Okay, so when you get a job, all right, they agree to pay you, right? So this wealthy landowner agreed to pay a standard day's wage. Then at nine o'clock, so from the morning, they started working, right? So morning, they, he employed a few people already. At nine o'clock, he, he was passing through the town square. He found others standing around without work. He told them, come and work for me in my vineyard. And I'll pay you a fair wage. So vineyard, remember, is something very wealthy one. Okay, to own a vineyard, all right? Grapes, expensive, valuable. And come and work for me, I'll pay you a fair wage. So at, later on, nine o'clock, he also agreed for these workers to come in and they will be paid. So off they went to join the others. So come in, some come in earlier, some come in later. We did the same thing at noon and again at three o'clock, making the same arrangement as he did with the others. So that was the agreement. Hoping to finish his harvest that day, he went to the town square. Remember the word harvest again, right? At the five o'clock and found more who were idle. So this is a actually a very kind uh, landowner, all right, vineyard owner. So he's giving jobs to all these people so that they will get some pay, okay? So he said to them, why have you been all day without work? Because no one hired us, right? Today is like in the uh, COVID-19 situation, right? There's a lot of retrenchment. There's a lot of people, no job, no, no, no boss, no company want to hire them. <laughs> but our Lord Jesus want to hire <laughs> and then you know what is the qualification right the other day very easy okay. <clears throat> because no one hired us they answered so he said to them then go and join my crew God's vineyard there is a lot of vacancy <laughs> okay Today I'll show you don't worry don't look scared okay it's not a lot about a uh, lot of labor or hard work. You see what is uh, what God, uh, how He paid us, all right, and as His laborers. Okay, so we will come to the later part. Okay, so they go and join. Uh, then evening came. The owner of the vineyard, at, at this time of uh, um, uh, economic crisis in the world, right? Only the very very rich, and even the rich also got a lot of problem already inside the world, right? The richer they are, sometimes they have more problems. But they at least will be able to uh, afford to uh, employ people while many are closing down, right? So here in God's vineyard, okay, this, this or rather here is just a, 
example or parable, but always representing God, right? Call in the laborers, line them up, pay them wages. You see, God always pay wages. <laughs> Don't think that, you know, you, you work for him and then he will not pay you. He will. Starting with the most recent ones I hired and finishing with the ones who work all day. When those hired late in the day came to be paid, they were given a full day's wage. So at different time, that means the workers, some work 12 hours, some work uh, six hours, and then some work maybe one hour only because the, the, the landowner keep on hiring people at different times of the day. So he paid them. The, the last one uh, agreement is I pay you a full day's wage, even though they only come in in the evening or afternoon. And when those who had been hired first came to be paid, they were convinced that they would receive more. So those who were, you know, were earlier or hired earlier, they look at those who were hired later and paid the whole day's wage. Oh, then of course they think, wow, this one only worked one hour. Huh? Yet, you know, God, uh, the, the landowner paid them the full day. So I worked a full day. <laughs> Yet, you know, so I should be receiving more. Everyone was paid, but everyone was paid the standard wage. When they realized what had happened, they were offended and complained to the landowner saying, you are treating us unfairly. They only work for one hour while we slave and sweated all day with under the scorching sun. And you made them equal with us? That's not normally what we will uh, say, right? That's where you have the what is called that today? As I have come up from the corporate world a long time. What laborers union? Ah? <laughs> what do you call that? Uh, what do you call that? The laborers? Huh? Union. Workers union. Ah, the, the labor employee or laborers union, right? They'll fight for the, the justice for the pay, especially for the uh, workers, right? Yeah, thank you, uh, uh, Robert. Always give me all the information required. So, you know, we will we'll go and fight. We will go to the union and report ready. <laughs> you know, well, I work so many hours, you know, I'll spend like this, blah, blah, blah. So, but let's look at, remember, Jesus said, you have you understand the kingdom of heaven is very different from the kingdom on earth. Okay. Then the landowner replied, friends, I'm not being unfair. I'm doing exactly what I said. Didn't you agree to work for the standard wage? If I want to give those who only work for an hour equal pay, what does that matter to you? Remember, they signed an agreement. Okay, so the landowner is just honoring the contract, the agreement with them. Then, so if God, all right, the owner wants to pay them, they agreed. What's that to you? For you? I'll pay you according to what I agreed with you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Why should my generosity make you jealous of them? Now you can understand what I meant when I said that the first will end up last and the last will end up in first. Everyone is invited, but few are chosen. Now this is like a verse that is always hard to understand, right? But this is all about grace. It's all about the grace of God. And we understand that, okay? We don't need to be jealous. We don't, we don't need even to live in lack, okay? Because 
here he's talking about the people, all right, um, under law. Okay, so they feel this, you know, justice is, they work so hard, God must, I mean, they must get this much. But in God's, in, in the physical work, right, God's heart and God's eyes, all right, he is the source, remember, the wine. And he can choose what he wants to do. He has forgiven all our sins. You know, if we count and calculate with God this way, God also can calculate <laughs> with us of our sins, right? But you know, he never look at your sins, huh? Rule, right? He wash it away. All, okay? And uh, today he made us all, gave us the gift of righteousness, of right standing, which opens the door for blessing beyond what we can even ask or think. Without this righteousness, whatever thing we get from this world is worthless. It's wood, hair, and stubble. Okay? Eventually, we burn up. So it is this righteousness, right, that is so precious with the, the removal of sin. So which means that God, right, is the source and He's gracious. What if you are the person who came in last? <laughs> okay, right. And God still pay you the full day's wage. Would you be so grateful? You won't bother to fight with the other one who's complaining, right? You just think, oh, don't care. Lah. You go and fight with the, the lead owner. Lah. I already got one whole day's wage. I don't know why it's so good. Lah. But then, thank God. See, that's why it is those sinners, those who are undeserving, Right, the, the truly in the natural, the one who work last or only work for one hour, don't deserve the full day switch based on human uh, fairness. Okay, but based on God, grace, which is beyond, all right, uh, look, not looking at uh, what we do. Later on, I'll show you what he looks at, right? But <clears throat> he, he freely gave, gave us. So today, receiving the fruits and the blessings, it's not about, you know, how much you do for God, okay? How much you have, you know, how much time you have spent for God or, you know, how hard you have worked. It is really about Him, you know, and not the one who complaining. <laughs> if we have this mind that we keep everything, we see everything through, you know, I work two hours, I must pay better. We always use this logical, worldly mind, right? Yes, God will also give you, you will also receive like that. <laughs> okay, based on what you do. But don't you want to be blessed based on God's generosity? Yeah, so if you want to be blessed, be blessed, abundance above and beyond, and never experience a day of lack in your life, then we have to see the God of grace, our daddy God, all right? Where he does not think this way. Okay, so it says many are invited or are called. Yeah, he calls every one of us today into his vineyard to work. Okay, I'll show you what is work later on. Okay, and but not many can are chosen, right? Not many are able to flow with that calling. All right, not because God is not fair, okay, just because we, we still have. The, the mind that needs to be uh, 
taken out <laughs> those uh, justice type of mind, you know, the fairness type of mind. Right? God is truly the fairest, all right, the fairest and the most just, especially to Jesus. Jesus be paying the price for your sin and mine, which he didn't deserve, all right? He had no sin. Why then? Why don't we all use that mind to put it on Jesus? God, Jesus shouldn't be put on the cross. He don't deserve it. Hey, I should be there <laughs> because I'm the one who sinned, huh? not Jesus. See, as God helped us to have this mind, all right, the mind of Christ that doesn't think about I work like this, I must be paid like this, you know, and all that. We will open, we will really uh, move into the fullness of God's blessing, okay, where it's not about all this, what we do is about Him, okay? God's goodness and generosity. And if we know how to be led by Him, that's where you will live a life of no, no worries, no fear, no lack, okay? So those who are taught the word, that's in Galatians, right? Paul talks about this, okay? How do we then uh, come into this blessings of God, all right, Where, which is not about whether we deserve how much we work and all that, okay, it's this what we call grace, right, those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teachers, so it's one of the principles where, God, where Paul mentioned about sowing and reaping, right, harvest has a lot to do with the vineyard, right, of uh, putting in the seed of sowing the grapes and reaping the harvest, so uh, one aspect when God talked about this, remember, it is the word that is put inside you, powerfully put inside you, all right, Jesus said just now, right, union with Christ, his word, and then you speak that word, you ask whatever you want, okay, it will be done. So the sowing and the reaping has a lot to do with this area of uh, God's uh, teachers or, you know, uh, God's uh, people who are teaching the word. So those who are taught the word must share all good things with their teacher. A sharing of wealth takes place between them. So we always think, oh, okay, a sharing of knowledge takes place. It's not knowledge only. Okay, that's why we don't teach knowledge. Okay, you, you teach, you go to the school, in the university or what, okay, you have uh, your children or yourself get all the uh, knowledge of science, mathematics, or whatever. But here, there's a sharing of wealth. All right, that's going to happen, okay? Because when you receive that word, it's going to bring wealth in every area of your life, right? Just now remember, Ching uh, um, Lan brought out that scripture, right? In every area, not only spirit, spirit, soul, body, I mean spiritually, financially as well. Make no mistake about it, God will never be mocked. This area of sowing and reaping is in relation to the seed of our finances. For what you plant will always be the very thing you harvest. God set already this law or principle in the world. It's about seed time, harvest. It's about planting and harvesting. So God will never go against his principle. Okay? <clears throat> Of course, under grace today, we know we are blessed. We do not 
uh, give or sow to get. But we know how wonderful our God is. So that's why I remember about just now the story of uh, Matthew 20, working in the, uh, in the field. So it's not about, oh, I work or I sow 20, so I'm going to get 100 or 1,000. Again, that mind is going to have to be removed. We have to come where when we sow with the mind of God, that God is a generous God. He will cause that seed to grow and the fruit more than you can even ask or think, right? It can be only a, a small seed, but it can grow very fast, right? If we understand the heart of God, the generosity of God, we need to see God is a generous God <laughs> above everything, all right? That He is generous, okay? So, but the planting and the harvesting is His principle. Okay. Those, uh, next one. The harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted. If you plant the corrupt seeds of self-life into this natural realm, you can expect to experience harvest of corruption. If you plant the good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. So it is not only financial, it will be every area of your life, right? You will experience uh, tremendous blessing in the financial area, which is what? Not according to one plus one equals two, okay? That was the, the, the uh, just now the parable, okay? The few three hours I work, that means I should get this. We cannot think this way with God. The kingdom of God is totally different, okay? So, but you will reap definitely in every area. Spirit life, all right? And also fruits in every aspect of your life in the spirit. And don't throw yourselves, don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. For the season of reaping the wonderful what, harvest you have planted is coming. Okay, so but sometimes we expect immediate, oh, today I tied already, I planted seed or I gave already. Then you expect tomorrow, <laughs> oh, come back already. So it's like you plant the, you know, you plant your, your plant, right? Uh, Joan and Robert, do you expect tomorrow immediately the, uh, the mint leaf will grow? No, it's sometimes it takes some time, right? So depending on what you are planting, all right? So some of us have heard about this durian tree, right? So we plant, the one have to plant and take about maybe a year plus before you can have the fruit. So depends, all right? If you want to, there's a big harvest coming, okay, it takes, a, a longer process of planting, okay? So most important is to continue to uh, water the seed, all right? And let there be sun, the word of God and the sun and renew of mind, okay? So there is a wonderful harvest that is coming, right? Each one of you as you plant, okay? That's where it's going to grow. Okay, here, just let, let me share this uh, a, a little bit, okay, of the practical revelation of this area, okay? Uh, there is no condemnation, okay, but help you to understand. When we give, all right, or when we tie or offer, all right, most of the time, right, you know, God says what? He loves a cheerful giver and today, give from your heart, isn't it? So uh, let me help you to understand practically okay what it is how to sow in the spirit and uh, 
reap that harvest. Okay, so remember the, the word, I didn't put it here, says that um, let your giving be from the heart, which means led by the spirit. So there is no uh, the, the, the giving that you set. Okay, we tell you how much to give or whatever. Okay, uh, the giving is above the tithing. Right? So I'm not talking about, I'm not going to teach on that, but just help you to understand something. Um, so normally, all right, whether we give or we type, lah, okay, we will think first. <laughs> okay, let's say I, uh, you know, you say I want to give uh, uh, $50. Okay, then we will think or maybe make it a little bit bigger. Maybe, you know, sometimes $10, $20, we don't think one. <laughs> we don't need to think, right? Because it's a small amount. So when you feel that, okay, um, I want, you feel in your heart, let's say $100, right? It's a little bit big already. Then what goes on in us? We will think, $100, should I give $100? Then $100 can pay a lot of things, you know, for my food and everything. And then, does the church need $100? No need, they all quite got everything I did. So, a lot of thoughts go through the mind, right? And then you say, God, tell me how much to give. <laughs> he tell you already. You hear from the spirit. You say, oh, the amount is too big. <laughs> okay, it doesn't make sense. Huh? So, what we are going to give by the, then we reduce it. So are you giving according to the Holy Spirit or are we still giving or planting the seed according to our mind? Then we think, well, how much is in my account? How much is, you know, this, this one can get? So when we think all those things, we miss out on the spiritual planting, on being led by the Spirit. Because when the Spirit leads you, that means he's going to Bless you already. <laughs> okay? You are planting in the spiritual realm. So you will definitely reap spiritual, right? Financial spirit in spiritual first from the spirit and then it will manifest in the physical. So that is the only way of giving or planting. All right. That is planting into by the spirit into the spiritual realm. You can understand. So each time, right, when we give without, uh, you know, um, with a lot of thinking, don't talk about the small amount, uh, because small amount, we don't even bother. <laughs> it's like, oh, my wallet got extra a few coins, just, just throw inside the offering box. Okay. Remember, Jesus, look at the giving. If there's any area that Jesus stand there and look <laughs> It is the area where we give. Okay. Here, I'm not come, I'm asking you all to give or what. I'm happy to understand because we all want the blessings of God in our lives. Right? Yeah. So, yes, we will never lack. But there is an area of uh, abundance and these uh, other areas where he says you will reap the beautiful fruits. Okay? Of no worries, everything. There's no lack. So, imagine you're able to give according to what the Holy Spirit put into your heart, even though it's a big amount, without thinking about tomorrow got food to eat or not. Tomorrow will I, you know, about all the tomorrows and all the worries. What are you actually saying to God? Daddy? God? 
You are the source of my life. That's what Jesus said, right? You are the source, not the employer, not the bank account, not even the ability of my hands to work, decide, right? My sewing. You are the source and you are generous. You are the God. So that's why you need to know more words about God, right? <laughs> the word what God said. That he will never, you will never be able to outgive God, right? And he will bless you hundred to wonderful. So all this word will have to be powerfully in us when we sow, when we plant. Okay, and I know if you tell me this about then. You will take care of me tomorrow, the next day. That is the union with Abba Father. Okay, then only you don't worry. Okay, because if we, if we, uh, you know, go through it in our mind, you will, after you put that amount, you worry like hell. <laughs> okay, how can I say thousand dollars? My goodness, if, if God say to that, right? Then after that, how you sure worry one? Okay. So no point, don't give, don't give, okay? Because God don't want you to worry. But the blessing of grace, of abundance, of a harvest comes from being led by the Spirit. Just ask Him and then put it in with the word of God that, Lord, I trust you. That's it. And then you will going to see the harvest. You're going to see what it's like to live in His realm. That's where Jesus lived, okay? Without worrying and just led by the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about this area of harvesting and planting now. Why would you strive for food that is perishable and not uh, become passionate to seek the food of eternal life which never spoil? I, the Son of Man, am ready to give you what matters most for, the, for God the Father has destined me for this purpose. Then they replied, so... What should we do if we want to do God's work? Okay, just now, you're a bit scared, right? <laughs> to work in God's vineyard, <laughs> right? So, you know, the disciples asked Jesus, oh, so what do we do to do your work? All right, and then Jesus' answer is what? The work you can do for God starts with believing in the one he has sent. Okay, the first thing is believe in Jesus, not that believe that you ask him to receive, uh, as, that's fine, all right, receive him as your savior. Believing the word of God, Jesus is the word, right? Everything that he say about himself, when he says that he will provide, do you believe or not? <laughs> Most of us don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we still believe in what we can do, just like the, the, the laborers, right? You work in two, two, two hours, they were sure to get that pay because there was an agreement. You believe in the boss that says you work 30 days, at the end of 30 days, I give you this uh, salary. The work in the God's vineyard is the first believe what God say. <laughs> if he say, I will bless you, then that's it. He will bless me. Okay. He says that, you know, what else does he say? I am your father. <laughs> okay. That's it. I believe he's my father. He'll take care of me. I'm wealthy. He says, 
okay, Lauren, I believe you are wealthy. All right. Belief needs a corresponding action. So you say, God, I believe. Then God say, do it. <laughs> okay. So in this area, okay, in this area, all right, this is where our telling God that I believe you is listening to God and giving and hiding with that revelation of who God is. And God delights because that's faith, right? And then Hebrews says, without faith, is what possible to please God? It's impossible to please God. So when we believe his word, we are already starting to do the work of God because it all starts with believing God's word and then taking the action by listening to the Holy Spirit, what he wants us to do. Today, the doing part is led by the Holy Spirit, not led by our logical mind from this world, the wisdom of the world. One plus one equals two. Okay, The, have the kingdom of heaven is like Jesus multiplied the uh, five loaves, uh, uh, three loaves, uh, five loaves and two fishes. Three loaves and two fishes. Okay, so yeah, if we calculate that like that, it will, miracles will never happen. Okay, because that is the, the, uh, the natural world. We are want to go into the spiritual realm. All right, where there's no limitation. There's no one plus one equals two. There's no one hour work means one hour pay. If you want one hour, one hour pay, God will also give you like that. <laughs> but say, Lord, I don't want the one hour work, one hour pay. I want your grace, the abundance beyond that which you can ask or think. Okay, so first, it's not hard to work in God's vineyard, right? <laughs> it's just feeding ourselves with the word and believing the word, okay? And then let the Holy Spirit guide you, take the action. Yes, indeed, it won't be long. Now, God reminded me again of God's blessing for all of you here in Beauty for Ashes, all right? It says, indeed, Amos, it won't be long now. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Everything will happen at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. So when we put on the mind of Christ, right, and believe the word of God as it is, what will happen? Blessings. This has already been pronounced in the beginning of this ministry. Blessings like what? Wine. Pouring off the mountains and hills. I say, oh, I've never seen wine from mountains and hills. Uh. <laughs> what is that? I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They will build the ruined cities. So there is a pouring, a pouring of wine, mountains and hills. Okay, they'll plant vineyards. See, the blessing that God has for us, all right, is wine. Okay, vineyards and drink good wine. They'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. I'll plant them, plant them to do their own land. They'll never again be uprooted from the land I've given them. God will God says so. So these are vineyards. And then you look at the harvest. So many baskets, right? Huge vineyard. Good wine. I, I, today I give you a lot of pictures. If you forget everything, at least you see the pictures. <laughs> to stay inside your mind. Okay, this is what God intends for us. Fruits in this vineyard of God that he has all called us 
to work, which is actually very simple, believers, right? Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the one who gathers the harvest. Do you believe that? And the, so yeah, the believers, right? <laughs> Remember Jesus said, you want to do the work in this vineyard, to be the laborer in this vineyard? Believe. So when God gives us this promise, the first thing to start is to believe. Okay. So when the plowman shall overtake the together the harvest, it's going to be a speed up. And the one who retreads the grapes shall overtake him who sows the seed. For the harvest continues until planting time. So that means there's going to be harvest all year long. But of course, before harvest, there must be planting, right? But it's going to be a different type. It's going to be speed up by God. Okay? Then, when the mountains will drip with sweet wine and all the hills shall melt, that is, everything that was once barren will overflow with streams of blessing. Okay? Whatever is barren, even a, a, a lady's womb is barren, all right, will become fruitful, can give birth. Okay? And then, mountains can be challenges, can be you know, uh, things in our life, blessings, success, whatever. But don't limit God, see, to uh, whether it's a certain job or a certain business. Or never limit God. God can bless. He is the God, right? <laughs> he is God Almighty. He can bless any way, every way. Right? But whatever your hands, work of your hands will prosper. All right? So just never limit God that it must be in this job or this business or whatever, the Holy Spirit will give you a particular business, a particular idea, just like vineyard wines. Is it? Yeah. I never thought that someone would take it and use it as a name for his billion dollar business. And of course, it didn't start one day immediately billion dollar. Lah, huh? It started with these two brothers, right? Who were just, uh, you know, had the idea and then to do up the business of uh, clothes. And it was branding, you know. So God will give supernatural ideas, all right, to you guys. Okay, in this time, there is darkness and lack outside. Okay, or whether it's a business or a job, right? He is the one who releases it. And as you plant, as you sow, you will reap the harvest, all right? Vineyard. Uh, I was so happy to see this vineyard vines. It's a, it's a million dollar uh, business brand of clothes. Okay. So today, God is giving this to us. <laughs> really, it's impossible for me to find this name vineyard vines. <laughs> I never think of it, vineyard vines before. I don't know what it is. Or so I don't even know vineyard. Okay. But the Lord, by His Spirit, give it to us, to you, every one of you, okay, and already there is an evidence outside there, this vineyard vines in the net, in the, in the world, all right, is a, uh, a prosperous business that has already been blessing the people who founded it, and today, God wants us to reap these blessings of being in God's vineyard, being the vines in God's vineyard. All right, and experiencing, enjoying the sweet wine, the blessings. All right, over, at, don't forget about our past, remember? Whatever is barren, this, when this 
will overflow with blessing. Okay, whenever you do something, never look back. Always look forward. Swing the sickle, Joel, for the harvest is ripe. Come, tread the grapes, for the wine press is full. The storage beds are overflowing with the wickedness of people. Thousands and thousands are waiting in the valley of position. Okay, these are mainly referring to the lost souls. There are multitudes. That's why we need to go, right, uh, to preach the gospel, share the gospel, sow the seed of the gospel, and then in your own life, there will be blessings as well, all right, in the fiscal as you sow the seeds for financial blessing as well. Thousands and thousands. I, I don't know. I can never uh, overemphasize uh, the lost souls. I just trust God put into your hearts that compassion for souls. You know? Yeah. You know, so I see Evelyn very cute. She's uh, very busy, jump here, jump there, but she can jump onto someone and invite the person. <laughs> you know? And then she always tell me, I don't know uh, why they, they pass to me. Uh. <laughs> you know? But God knows. You know, God knows when your heart is there, you know, uh, wherever you are. Hey, hi, Evelyn. Glad to see you. The other Evelyn. Oh, I mentioned Evelyn. The other Evelyn pop up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God doesn't want you to, do, to miss out on the wonderful blessings, you know, that God has for us. Yeah, it's, it's very important that I see all of you also. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that Evelyn God just came in. Praise the Lord. Yeah, so everyone, you know, like Janice, uh, there are two Janice now, okay? You know, she was uh, sharing that day that she, uh, during our prayer and fast, that uh, she had a heart to do a business, you know? And at that time, I didn't receive this word, okay? So, but today, the Lord just want, and I think Annie as well, if I'm not mistaken, right? God heard all your prayers, you know? And he's telling you that he is the one who's going to bless you. This is a business, you know, God's business, all right, as in his vineyard. But he cares about what we are doing in the natural outside as well. And he's going to bless everyone here, all right, when we start believing his word and also at the same time sow and plant, okay, into his vineyard, the spiritual one. And, and then we're going to see many more testimonies of God's provision, right? We also heard... Uh, Recently, uh, Lin He's daughter getting a job. And I think, who's the other lady? Forgot her name. Linda, right? The Lord is releasing, all right? As you begin to sow, begin to believe his word, that he is generous, that he is a God wants to bless. So never see yourself in lack. The ideas, all right? The, whatever the Holy Spirit is going to give to you. Okay, even if maybe your current business, maybe your current job, it doesn't matter. Okay, but it's an area of financial blessing that God is talking about this morning. All right, there are many, many areas, but every area we need. Of course, the blessing also uh, overflow to uh, healing and health as well. All right, just starts from believing his word and the way how God sees things. Mass confusion, mock. Uproar in decision valley outside in the world today is super dark. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of, uh, you know, fear. But, but in God's vineyard, it's the one that will 
never closed down because of COVID-19. Okay. Yeah, outside, a lot of businesses have to close down because of COVID-19. But in God's vineyard, it keep on increasing, keep on prospering, keep on being blessed. Okay. Starting to know. Let's let's not let's work in his vineyard first, right? And you know, just now I explained to you, right? It's just first believing, sowing, and then in the physical, God will bless the work of your hands, every area, even in new ideas, all right, for business or work. The Lord's voice will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem, and the heavens and earth will shake. But the Lord is a refuge for his people, a strong fortress for the people of Israel. I think God is not aware of what's happening in the world today outside because of the pandemic. Of course, because the, the world had to go through all this, all right, because Jesus is coming, it's all prophesied, all right, and the world is under the uh, uh, Satan for the time being. But God's people never under Satan, okay, never, if you know it. We are under God. So he is our refuge. Remember the most high God is we are living in his shelter. The house, the vineyard is the house of God. A vineyard is a place of provision, of blessing. Okay. So God not only care for spiritual things, all right, for our material things in this life as well. He cares. All right. And it's, as long as we are in this vineyard, okay, we will reap. The blessings, remember, as long as the wine, right, that needs the, the support cannot be on its own. This wine will grow very fast, right? We will entwine, but it has to be entwined to Jesus, all right? The, 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 the one that is strong, okay? So this is the best picture I can have, all right? Mountains with uh, wine, flowing with wine and uh, uh, milk and, uh, you know, it's, it's just... If you can see your, your business, your, your job, your environment, wherever you are, it's going to flow, all right, with grapes, with wine, okay? In that day, the mountain shall drip with fresh juice. Actually, what is that? The blood of Jesus, right? Remember? Of the grape, the hills shall flow with milk. It will be manifested in the natural. And all the brooks and riverbeds of Judah, okay, we are there under Jesus, shall flow with water and a fountain shall come forth from the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim. Acacia, all right? What a day. Wine streaming from mountains. Are you going to see that? Yeah, I believe this, right? Milk rivering out of the hills. Water flowing everywhere in Judah. A fountain pouring out of God's sanctuary. Watering all the parks and gardens. Judah, at the meantime, Judah will be filled with people, Jerusalem inhabited forever. The sins I have I haven't already forgiven are forgiven. God has moved into Zion for good. The root of all these blessings or the source of all these blessings, all right, is because of Jesus' blood that was shed, that flowed freely on the cross. It's his blood. Remember, for the children of Israel, they had to put the blood the Passover. Today we take communion, drink the bread, the, eat the bread and the wine. It's the blood. It's the blood that covers you. It's the blood that heals you. It's this blood that protects you, that cleanses you, and gives you the, the right to all the blessings that 
Daddy God has for us. So remember, forever is the blood of Jesus. We are grateful to Jesus, right? And God has forgiven us of all our sins. He has moved into Zion for good. <laughs> Don't worry, he's with us for good, all right? Until rapture, all right? He won't leave us halfway. Keep believing and keep sowing and we will harvest the blessings that is above and beyond what we ask or think or can imagine. The vineyards, the grapes, the fruits of our lives, the favour of God is now, is coming, is here. As you believe, so will it happen to you. All right? So you understand right, that God wants to bless us every area. Amen? Amen. Okay. This is the last slide, right? So remember, the vineyard, God's vineyard vines is a place of blessing. We may not, don't, don't, don't limit God to whether it's a thousand dollars called is a blessing or one million is a blessing. Right? Take out this, uh, the mind of the world. Just know that Lord, I just want to be led by your spirit. <laughs> I don't want this mind to, to obstruct anymore. But I want to see in my mind, fill my mind with a daddy God who is rich and wealthy like the landowner. <laughs> okay? And that he will take care of me. Today, tomorrow, what? I'm not going to worry because this God is going to bless me. How is going to happen? I don't know. But the Holy Spirit leads you to be hardworking in your natural job, be hardworking. Okay? But do not restrict God in your mind. All right? And just continue to sow, could have believe, and ask the Holy Spirit as we hear His word, keep on changing our mind of how we see God and our actions will change. All right? And then the harvest will come in. All right? Amen.